Hey folks, you're listening to the Biscuits and Gravy Show. I'm Jason Kurtman. On the other end of the line with me is Jim, the guy who presses his pants with the belt sander, Nelson. Hello, Jim. Yes. 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 It's hard to it's hard to get that little crease in front with the belt sander. Though. Yes, I will I will admit that. I the, how this came about was I I was talking to Jim earlier this week and he was multitasking. He says I was looking for an iron to iron my shirt. Uh, but I can't find it. But I did find a belt sander, so I'm good. <laughs> so, Jim, how has your week been? On and off, and good and weird and okay. Yeah, generally, yeah. You you haven't got this lockdown blues yet, do you, or anything like that? No, I just I I guess I get a little weirded out at like uh, the behavior of some of our leadership. Oh yeah, um, especially you because you live in that great state with the less than great governor. Yeah, yeah. Fr- friend of mine, friend of mine posted a, a comment about her, uh, kind of along the lines of she acts like an inexperienced and panicky mother. Right. I thought that was a pretty good comment, uh, but but the comment that's got right. kind of everybody talking right now is the is since she has been rather draconian in her measures. Um, not just me saying that, but a lot of people, because there's a lot of people showed up at a residence protesting. And her response was that if, uh, that, that due to the protest, she may consider a longer lockdown. Yeah. Like, that's kind of, petty. yeah, you're not getting it. That's not how this works. Right. That That's real petty to, you know, I don't like this. So you don't like what I'm doing. Well, I'm going to do it to you more. That's like the kid in kindergarten. It's poking you the back of the back of the uh neck you know sitting behind you stop it stop it oh you don't like it and then they start doing it faster you know that's what that reminds me of real childish and immature so um yeah it's for those of you who don't know we have decided to no longer uh, at least for a while there's so much going on right now um sarah and i are getting ready to plan some changes in our near future over the next few months and this virus thing has got everybody in a tailspin almost so we decided to no longer stream our show live um just because that gives us more opportunity during the week to try to get together and do it and i'll give you an example of what i mean by that try originally when we decided to do this tuesday night was our plan we're gonna do this tuesday night well that didn't work out let's do it tomorrow night wednesday night yeah yeah well that didn't work out so saturday morning seems to be so far the best time we can that so so i think we're going to still try recording on tuesdays and if that doesn't work go to wednesdays but our, our fail safe has always been saturday mornings what do you think jim yep. so yep we'll do what we got to do and and the, everything like i said everything's in a tailspin i came in here to turn my broadcast computer on the computer that i used to uh record with and lo and behold it had died and don't tell the powers that be because they'll put the cause of death as COVID-19. Um, yeah, that's a really bad joke. So um, I don't know what's going on. It won't power up, but that's okay. I've got we got a lot of computers around the house, so I pulled out a trusty old uh, uh, laptop, and we're using that. And I'm going to run down to the Staples or Walmart today and see what I can find for a, a good, good quality uh, Windows 10 computer. See what I can do with that. So that's that's my plan, and then I'll I'll pass this one off to my son Seth because he's kind of a computer guru, and maybe he'll want to do something with it. Maybe it just needs a power supply. I don't know. 
Um, I do know that for like three months um, at night, you'd hear, because I leave it on because it was broadcasting on Apex Radio, which is down right now, but you'd hear, you know, the fan running and real loud and everything. So you, you ever have any computers that did that, made uh, constant uh, noises while they were on? Yeah, usually that, with me, that was the uh, the fan. Yeah. That yeah. Like, needed to, desperately to be cleaned. So, yeah, and a matter of fact, you mentioned that. I looked at it, pulled it back, and there's all sorts of dust on it and stuff. So maybe I maybe it overheated and I burned it up or something. I do know they make, like, an app or something that will monitor the temperature of your computer. Uh, maybe when I get another one, I'll install that. So, hey, but we're... We're live. We're we're well. We're kind of live. We're as we're recording. We're live. We won't be live later when you're listening to us. But that's how we'll be I'll, dead then. We'll be of out. COVID. We'll be dead then. Right. Because of COVID. I don't even want to think about that. I like living. <laughs> I do. I I'm like the. Well, we don't uh, we don't have to actually see. That's the way this COVID thing works. We don't actually have to die to say that the cause right. of death was COVID. Right. And none of that. None of it has to be true. We'll just they'll just say whatever they want to anyways. Yeah. They will. So, but but I do I do like living. I I like enjoy I enjoy my life, and now that I am um, almost fifty, um, I think about life more than I used to. Do you find yourself in that situation? You think about life more than you did when you were twenty or thirty. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, I always thought quite a bit about that stuff and try to make decisions based off of hey none of us are guaranteed to be here tomorrow or five years that's from today. true um and so i would i'd say stuff and do things and play my cards as if i wasn't going to be around and i needed to say what i needed to say some people didn't know how to take that but you know what mm, yeah that's okay i was just ahead of the curve that's all when you were 10 11 12 years old what was your what was your dream? What did you want to become in life? Uh, oh, I don't know. It, it seemed to change by the day, right? Yeah. Well, uh, for some people, yeah. But but at, but at one point, uh, right around that time frame, being on the radio was something I wanted to do. Uh, remember me and my buddy? Uh, yeah. There at Bethany Christian School, we'd make up these cassette tapes because at the time the cassette tape player was high technology. Oh yeah. And um, we'd make up these radio shows for each other, and uh, you know, you know, there'd be music on there, and uh, our, our little little shows and jokes and all kinds of stuff. So we're like monologuing to each other and exchange. And we get to school the next day, and then we'd exchange tapes. Go, hey, I made this for you. Cool, yeah. got one for you. And um, fun stuff. Fun stuff. My my big goal in life, I think it started around nineteen seventy seven. Uh, 76 it was it was in august and it was when elvis presley died i didn't really know who elvis was we were in little rock arkansas visiting some relatives and all of a sudden every news channel was covering this big story and i was like who is this guy he he died what's what's the big deal about this guy and so my dad told me well he's a big entertainer the world's most popular entertainer well, immediately after that, we got back home. We lived um, <clears throat> in um, somewhere around Washington, Missouri, or Hillsboro, Missouri, I believe it was, or somewhere around there. And they started, the television station started playing Elvis movies back-to-back -back for like a week. And that was my first introduction to who this guy was. And I was fascinated. And here's a guy, now on a scale of 1 to 10 for manly handsomeness, 
he rates about a 14. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, this guy, as far as the perfect human being, as far as looks and talent, he exceeded that. And that's not to say that he was a perfect human being. I'm saying as far as looks and talent, he had it going. No man could possibly ask for better looks or more talent than what Elvis Presley had. That's just my opinion. Somebody's got a man. No, crush. it's nothing like that. <laughs> but you got to admit, you got to admit, the guy looked good, and that's what—that's really why he got the girls. Yeah, but then, no, you're right. I, I was gonna—I was gonna say yeah, but then so did William Shatner in his younger years. Well, yeah, he did. <laughs> he did, but he—and William Shatner's a whole other icon in a whole other genre. But, and any excuse to go shirtless is a good excuse, yes, as far as and, William Shatner was yeah. concerned. And then ride These a motorcycle so with a bow and arrow, like that picture you posted, which we got to we got to cover our we got to cover our business here in a minute. But but I I was fascinated at a young age by the Elvis Presley thing, and that's what it was. It was a thing. It was the looks and the music. And so one and I and I started I, on my own time practicing singing his songs. And you know that when I sing, I can sound a little bit like him, mm-hmm. and and that was and I don't even try to now, but it was a natural influence that came into my life as a, a in, in in my early years. Matter of fact, I when um, I used to travel around churches singing, and I used to get people. You sound a lot like Elvis Presley. Well, I would get mad at that. I know they were trying to compliment me, but I I didn't want people to think I was trying to sound like him. The problem was I had tried so much when I was ten through. 18, 19, that it just became a part of my vocalization style. And, and I know I don't sound like him when I talk. I know that. Never tried that. He had a good, soothing talking voice, too. But I, I would get infuriated, and uh, I, I actually quit singing for a while, been traveling around to churches and singing. And I was talking to a friend of mine in Kansas City who was a great musician, and he said, listen, there's no need to get upset over that. When people say, hey, did anybody ever tell you you sound like Elvis? He said, uh, you just tell him that... No, um, never heard that before. Right. Well, yeah. No, just tell him, you know, it probably because we both got our voices from the same place. Um, you know, so... Which is true. It's God-given talent, you know. But I, I will be the first to tell you, my talent was nothing like his. The only Grammys he ever won were for his gospel albums. Did you know that? I did not. Yes. Um, now, as far as... I Honestly... Yeah, I wouldn't mind having his looks and his voice, but I would not. I would not want to suffer with the lifestyle that he had. You know, you couldn't go out. You couldn't go out and buy a cheeseburger uh, without being, you know, bombarded with people. Um, I heard a story once. I don't know if it's true that they got so bored that Elvis, uh, it, there at the Graceland, that they drained their swimming pool, filled it with um, different colors of light bulbs. And went out with the twenty with twenty twos and just started shooting the light bulbs in the swimming pool just for fun for something to do expensive hobby in my opinion <laughs> but but that's how I mean if you can't go out and you're looking for stuff to do there's people out there in lockdown go hey honey let's get on Amazon and order about fifty thousand light bulbs you know let's drain the kiddie pool <laughs> so yeah people are looking for stuff to do right now so anyway that's well. Talking about people having stuff to do. Yeah. How much? How much you want to? And I'm and I'm going to put this as gentlemanly as possible. Ooh, Jim gets gentlemanly. I'm gonna, that's the yes. title of the show. 
but how how much do you want to bet that after this whole lockdown thing is over, about nine months later, we have oh, a yeah. huge population surge worldwide? I've wondered about that. I I would lay you odds, because of course after the uh, when, when after World War II was over, right, all the soldiers came home, right, and and uh, there was a baby boom that happened about nine months after that. That could be, but it could be also that we may not get it as much as what we would think because um, there's still Netflix, Amazon, Hulu, um, internet stuff. And on top of that, people are still going out. I've noticed that. Yeah, but not I, th- like, I think you're right, though. I think we will I, have a bit of a boom because I'm because I'm considered essential services, and I spend a lot of time out on the road. It's like you'll see a fair amount of traffic on certain days, almost like things are on the low side of normal, but the rest of the time, oh no, it's 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 pretty bare. Yeah, uh, at, at least at least in my part of the world. You know, I got to tell you, I was uh, on uh, with my friend John last night on Facebook, and he started doing uh, his family's board. So they started playing this game, and they're broadcasting on Facebook Live them playing this game. And he would show his two boys a picture of a character from television, and the object was to guess the name of the character and also the name of the show that they were on. And so after his sons would write down their answers, he would show the picture to the screen, and then they were worth so many points... And um, then the audience could type in their response. And I'm on my phone. And I'm I, at first I thought, well, I'll give a few answers, you know, but I probably won't stay on. I got hooked. I really did. It was fun. <laughs> Some of them, most of them were like one and two points, but he had one that was seven points, and he didn't think anybody would get it, and it was Veronica from Archie, the comic book. Oh. Yeah, so I got that. I was the only one that got that, and I was like seven points. Well, I got in on the game about 10, 12 minutes late. And with that seven points, I got tied up with everybody else. So um, then we went through, and they were playing different ones. And then they they gave this one. They said, this one's going to be worth ten points. This was the big one. And I thought, okay, so I was so far ahead, but if anybody won this, they were going to beat me, and that was the end of the game. So I thought, I can't let anybody beat me. i got to get this. He flashed the picture up, and it was Bull from Night Court. And I that- got it. I won. <laughs> I got I got. Something like 34 points. And I thought, you know, what a great idea that somebody would do this with their family, but then invite their Facebook friends to play along. And it reminded me, Jim, of when you and I used to do the Biscuits and Gravy show live on Facebook. And I am thinking sometime... Long ago, like seven weeks ago? Well, no. Seven days ago? No, we did it longer than that. What a year and a half ago! Remember when no, we did, did the split no, video stream? I, I know you said okay. back in the day when we oh, yeah. did it live. It's like yeah, that was a week ago. No, I mean live on video. <laughs> I mean live on video on Facebook. Yes, man, this 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 lockdown is taking a toll I on you. I gotta choose isn't it? my words wisely. Yes. So anyway, we remember when we did the split screen and we. I will never forget. I pulled that up. Getting, we're getting ready to go live, and Jim is knitting with two needles, you know. And uh, that, it was your birthday. That was what was funny about it, because you're like, getting older, got to change my hobbies now. <laughs> so That was great, though. And uh, I thought, you know, I, right now where we're staying, I don't have in my little studio, which is just a corner of the bedroom, uh, I don't want to do that 
and not have a, a good setting or background and everything. So we are going to, the plan is uh, when we move to, to get a, um, a place that has an extra room that we can put a, a video studio in there. That's the plan. We'll see how well that works out. But uh, we, we had a lot of fun when we did that. We were able to do it on Facebook Live, and we got, we got a lot of people engaged in the chat room, more than we do now, or did a couple of weeks ago when we were, we were doing it. Um, so we might, we might have to try that again, Jim. That uh, might be something we need to put our hand to. What do you think? It is a possibility. Yeah, speaking of possibilities, I think it's possible we should get into our uh, uh, business at hand. Yeah, our sponsor, McDonald's Corporation. They're still serving everything you want right down there. Um, might have to. We, Sarah and I and Seth are running out later. We might have to run down there and get us a a, a geminator. And uh, yeah, special thanks to our executive consultant, Mr. Rodney. I'm on lockdown to Barden. He's increasing his tap dancing skills as we speak. I wonder how many people are picking up new hobbies now, things that they never thought about before. Well, maybe we'll talk well, about see, that in a minute. Yeah, I'm I'm the the redheaded Irish ninja. You so are. I was wearing masks. I was wearing masks before masks were, were cool. cool. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> before the Lone Ranger. No, not quite. That, you, that <laughs> would, wrong mask. Yeah. That would that would make you. Uh, <laughs> one of those uh highlander people but anyway um check out our website at our fantastic website.com if that's too long to remember vintagebiscuits.com and definitely check out our facebook page the biscuits and gravy bunch a lot of good stuff there good clean humor and uh, of course you can join our rubber chicken club too send me an email uh, we're not going to play the secret word game this week, but if you send me an email this week and mention free rubber chicken episode 102, I will send you a rubber chicken. Now, it might get there late because I hear they're cutting those rubber chickens up at Amazon and making face mask out of them. Not really, but they are delaying shipments. So I'll, I'll send you a free rubber chicken. Why not? It's, it's, it's persecution against rubber chickens. Yes. That, and you'll know when you get your rubber chicken that I put my stimulus check to good use. So, don't forget to rate reviews on iTunes. <laughs> we are heard on the Leading Edge Radio Network, Q-Star FM, KKTY Tiger Country Radio out of Republic, Missouri, WBM Radio, and we are back on the air at Good Talk Radio. Uh, they shut down their syndicated shows for, they thought they were going to do it indefinitely, but um, they're doing it, um, they're, they brought it back after about a week, and we're on there almost every day now, I think. Jim, they, they increased our airtime, so that's nice. that's great. We, we're heard a lot. We're, we've heard a whole lot, Jim, and this is the most in my life. Anybody's listened to me this much? <laughs> so, <laughs> it's okay, man. Thank you, I, yes. I, I, I got you back. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate that. So, yeah, people are picking up new hobbies. Um, I got, you know, Lisa who's uh, one of the main contributors of our uh, Biscuits and Gravy Facebook page. I have begged her to be an administrator, and she just doesn't feel led to. That's okay. Um, she has been dehydrating foods. That's a great idea. Get into making healthier stuff. Me, I got me a big Paula Deen, uh air fryer, nine quart, and I like making chicken wings. A little bit healthier than pies and cakes and pizzas and stuff. <laughs> but I wonder how many people have you done you, now you you were talking about last week the the drinks so the the coffee drinks yep so I haven't done other than just enjoying more of that right um, no I haven't I haven't done any cooking any kitchen stuff uh well let me think 
Well, I made a big pot of soup. What kind of soup uh, did you make? It was kind of a weird COVID-19 jambalaya. I won't even ask. I'm afraid to ask. <laughs> well, basically, I used I used what was on hand. Okay. And, and uh, what was it? I put. Okay. Uh, uh, I, I I got these packets of beef stew. Okay. I got I a name that for that. A, Jim, okay. What's Jimbo that? gumbo? Jimbo gumbo. I like it. Yeah. I like it. It it needs to be a thing. Um. So I did that. Put that in there. Put in one can of uh, tomato soup. Right. Put in some green beans. Oh. Uh, yeah. Uh, put in some macaroni. Yeah. I would have put corn in, but I didn't have any corn at the time, so I did macaroni. And then I did that, that thing I told you about where it's a combination of onions, jalapenos, mushrooms, salt, right. pepper, and cayenne. And I'll, I'll, I'll saute that stuff up and put that on eggs. I'll put that on everything. But in this case, I put it, I sauteed it up separately, and then I put it in the soup. Um, so that's, yeah, the Jimbo gumbo. I, I like that. That's, that's gonna, that's gonna have to stick now. Put that one in the book, right? Yeah. Yeah. But I, th- so. but I thinned it, I thinned it down so that it was, uh, it was more soup-like than stew-like. Okay. All right. And a- actually didn't turn out too bad for a, here, a can of this and a can of that soup. Okay. Um, Sarah, last night I had cooked a pork tenderloin in the crock pot. Normally I would, s- here's the thing. You know, I used to love smoking foods in my my electric smoker but i'm I, just trying to figure out how you'd roll that stuff up well hardy har har um, <laughs> so uh but I, I i i burned out no pun intended my smoker by using it too much i wore it out and so i can still smoke but i gotta fire up the charcoal set it at, it's a it's a big process on my little 15 dollar walmart grill and my grill's not really little it's it's one of those old you know the, i call them a dad grill one of those square ones it's on the little you know the the tripod with wheels on it or whatever and um i can smoke with that but it's a process to get it set up and then when i'm done jim i hate to tell you this i i literally reek of smoke and it takes like three (laughs) showers to get that stuff out of my hair it's worth it yeah that's the smell of rugged manhood that's right they they should make a cologne called barbecue in the evening um so i I got i got a couple of them and we'll call it the, the campground yeah. series of, of aromas yeah uh you, you got the wood smoke right pine needle there you go and coffee <laughs> yeah and and bacon oh yeah yeah i don't I, do you really want to smell like bacon because <laughs> i'm thinking you'd be a uh, your attraction to other women it, it might be something else that's attracted to you like bears or uh, i'm you not know, saying i, I use it while I'm camping, I gotcha. say it's okay. reminiscent of camping. F- fair enough, fair enough. And if you and if you're and if you're if your lady don't like bacon, something's wrong with. There her. you go. So anyway, you need, to, you need to pray for her. So anyway, I I I cook this tenderloin in the crock pot. I know my manhood card just got punched down a notch, <laughs> but I got the crock pot and I cooked it in there. Uh, Sarah came home, put a little salt and pepper on it, and she sliced it up yesterday and made what's called a Cuban sandwich. Now, I'm going to see if I can get this right. I know it's got horseradish in it, mayonnaise, a little bit of mustard, and I believe it's chipotle peppers. And she put two of those chipotle peppers in in this blend of the sauce that she made. And uh, 
last night I was she she went ahead and ate dinner without me because I was I was playing that game with John and I did not want to let go of that game. I wanted I was in it to win it. Let me tell you. So <laughs> she went ahead and ate her sandwich and I came out after the game was over and uh, I was like, oh, you made me a sandwich. She said, yeah, I already ate mine. I said, oh, this is great. Got me a paper plate set on there. She goes, I'm going to warn you, it's a little hot. She, uh, you talk <laughs> about an understatement. Oh, really? I, oh, sweating bullets. And you know me. I've talked about this on the show because of my diabetes. I can, I can sweat just eating a little bit of black pepper on a on, on whatever, a piece of bread or whatever, just a little bit of black pepper. I will start sweating profusely. And I love hot foods. Man, I about come unglued. I'm, oh, no kidding. Yeah. I mean, I was uh, sweating buckets and uh, started drinking tea and everything else. I was like, let's uh, go for a drive. You're driving. I'm hanging my head out the window, you know. So we went <laughs> We went down to Walgreens. And, uh, Why do I have a picture yeah. of you in my head <laughs> with your head hanging out the door like the family dog with his, with his jowls? Right. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of, yeah, that's kind of where we were last night. So, um, but I, I've been having some problems with my allergies yesterday, which I never had a problem with allergies before. Uh, but my eyes were killing me. They're fine this morning. But we went down last night, and I bought a bottle of Visine, and yep. uh, yeah, so that was essential, right? So uh, yep, we ended up getting a few snacks too, and and just uh, driving home. It was good to get it. It's you know, it's it's funny how it, amidst this coronavirus pandemic apocalypse. Whatever you things want to call, stuff yeah. do yeah yeah it's funny how the little things like going down to the corner drugstore we value it a whole lot more than what we used to you know we we don't take it for granted as much uh we, you know, like before be like oh man I got to go to Walgreens and get some Visine and now it's like woohoo I'm going to Walgreens to get some Visine <laughs> you know. So, and if you get pulled over by the police, it's just an excuse to socialize. Right. Yeah. I saw something on Facebook the other day where he said, the cop told me, he said, I smell alcohol. And he said, it's because you're not practicing social distancing. So, yeah. I'm sure that that didn't go over too well, but that's okay. So there's a lot of stuff going on right now. Um, you know, um, I am told that Amazon Prime is actually the movies are uh, the the movie industry is releasing a lot of the new releases uh, that either have just been in the theater or getting ready to go to the theater. Instead of sending them to the theaters, they're letting Amazon Prime people pick it up to where you can buy them on Amazon Prime and watch them at home. I think that's great. Yeah, I like that. Um, there, I was uh, watching, uh, go, scrolling through my Prime last night. The movie 1917 is on Prime. Um, that is a great movie. Have you seen that? No, I haven't. That's a fantastic World War One movie. I think they they made it the movie to look like it was one continuous shot. They didn't cut. They didn't really cut the camera off or move it from the scene. It's one continuous. It's made to look like one continuous shot. In actuality, it's two or three. What they did was there was a couple of scenes where these soldiers would go into tunnels and it would get pitch black. And that, of course, is when they would cut the camera and stuff. Uh, but it it's amazing how they did it, and they were able to do it to make it appear like it was done in one cut. Talk a lot about about a lot of pressure as an actor, you know. Right. Let's, let's do it right the first time, or because you know. the camera don't blink. Right. So, and I'm sure that that's not really how they did it, but it's it's how they made it to appear, and it's really a great story too. 
but there's a lot of movies out there going on. I had a friend on Facebook, and you'll probably remember this, um, telling me or, or telling some people that uh, they were they were having a childhood memory about some movies that a lot of churches would play back in the seventies. Tell me if you've ever seen the movie. A Can I guess? Yeah, go ahead. Oh, never, never mind. Did never I, mind. Did I say it? it? Well, it's and it's not the one I was thinking. Oh, what were you thinking? I was thinking about Sheffy. That was a good one too. That was more in in the realms of the fundamental independent Baptist churches that played the movie Sheffy. This one well, don't was, say that like that's a it's not a bad dirty thing. word. No, Sheffy was a great movie. There's some there's some lines in Sheffy that I loved. Oh yeah, and but no, uh, the other movie was pretty much across the board to many denominations distributed. And uh, do you know that one? Do you know what what it was? Well, you you started to say a thief in the night. A thief in the night. You talk about a dated movie if you want to watch it, you know, where the guys all have long sideburns and, you know, <laughs> some of them have hippie hair and the women have long, straight hair. Um, but uh, it was a prophecy film about the rapture, and it took place during the time that the movie was made. And the movie was made in 1972, I think, and released in 1973. Well, they made three other sequels to it. And they went up until the late 80s, maybe early 90s, I think late 80s. The sequels were Distant Thunder, Prodigal Planet, and Image of the Beast. Right. All all really good. They're entertaining, but they're thought-provoking. And so one day I started, this last week, I started watching A Thief in the Night. And it's really, really amazing how there's a lot of stuff... Uh, not not pol- political stuff going on, but a little bit, and and the feeling of the culture during the movie is a lot like what we're feeling now, you know, with this COVID virus thing going on. And one thing that amazed me was there's a there's a television. Uh, it's not really an ad. But it's this politician saying, you know, we're all going through this crisis now. We need to unite. Uh, as global citizens to protect ourselves, take care of each other, and for this reason, this is what we're doing. And I'm like, whoa, that sounds really familiar, just on a different level right now. Because yep. everybody's saying, do this for the world. Do this. You, know, you may not get sick, but do this because you're a citizen and you're taking care of other people. And I was like, holy smokes. This is yeah. this is happening right now, just on a different level. And here's here's the weird thing about that. I, I almost want to bring myself under some level of condemnation, but you know I've I've got some reasonable questions about just how virulent this this virus really is. There, there's That's, some reasonable yeah. questions to be asked about that. However, despite that fact, I find myself complying with like wearing a mask because I'm I'm essential services. Um, I find myself wearing a mask in situations where I'm not convinced that. There's a point to this, um, but the reason I do it, the, it, 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 and I didn't give this a lot of thought. It just kind of started to happen, which is its own conversation. Uh, but I start to wear wear a mask, and I do that um, because whether I think that this is that virulent or not, um, the fear that people have mm-hmm. is real, and so and it's so widespread. It's not like you've got some you know, random next door Glenda Kravitz neighbor, uh, <laughs> yeah. right? It, it's no, this is everybody's scared like this. And so I start wearing a mask. Um, 
out of respect for other people's yes, comfort. Yes, you told me about this, yeah. And and then when I do come up against somebody, I will apologize for the mask. And and if they are like pro-maskers... <laughs> pro-maskers, I like that, yeah. Right? If they're pro-maskers, they, they are, oh no, thank you very much, and, and you already know where they're at. And if they don't, if they're not pro-maskers, then, then they go, nope, I get it everybody's in a different place with this and so you you do what you can to try to show respect the problem is is that now i'm sitting here looking at it going yeah and you made the point but is possibly wearing a mask spreading fear even worse and it's a valid point the, the only thing is is that because there are so many people that are scared about this the only thing I can do is show the respect and then apologize for the mask and hope that a conversation breaks out. Sure. Why not? Yep. So, but, um, going back to those movies, um, it, it's interesting. It really is. Of course, that was, uh, before the days of RFID chips and, you know, things like that nature. But they were talking yeah, about it, Back in the day when when the mark of the beast was the uh, was, was the barcode. Yeah, well, this was before then, <laughs> before the barcode even. Oh, oh, um, oh, because the mark of the beast says it was displayed when they would give it to people. It was a tattoo with like three lines and three circles. And uh, but when they were offering it, they were like, "This will be just like a credit card," you know. And I thought, well, that's interesting. At least they were able to relate that to it, um, even though the technology wasn't available. They they kind of understood it. Um, later on, I think in uh, Prodigal Planet or Image of the Beast, it was something that was scannable at the checkout counter. Right. Um, which is interesting because now, you know, they, you go into the store, and <laughs> I went into a store the other day, and they had these little, uh, like, plastic bags that you could see through over the, the dial oh, pads. Yep. And I'm like, well, what good does that do? You're just, you're, you're not putting germs on the dial pad. You're just putting them right there on that plastic where everybody can, you know. Right. It doesn't do anything good. It might make one or two people feel better about themselves, but but that's uh, just because they haven't thought it through. Yeah, right. So one thing, one thing I'd before we get too far off of uh, uh, the discussion about the mark. Yeah. Um. Just just super quick for those that are or aren't or are halfway familiar with what we're talking about. Um. I would like to bring to your attention the fact that um that mark that's being discussed in scripture is hand-in-hand uh, uh, hand with a worship of the beast. So it's not like as if it's something that right. you're going to have the opportunity to, to oh, oh, maybe I get it, and then I didn't know. Well, now I'm stuck. No, you're going to know, because it's going to be attached to a worship of the Antichrist. Well, I'll, I'll tell you right now, even if they came out with this RFID and it wasn't attached to any worship or one man... Uh, who you know the world leader as the Bible says, I wouldn't get it. Not not I just wouldn't just on principle of personal liberty. Um, I wouldn't I wouldn't do that. I uh, I am my own property. Uh, yep. Out, outside of the the fact that I belong to the Lord, uh, I am mine to be the steward of myself. Sometimes I'm not a very good steward, especially on pizza and ice cream night. But uh, <laughs> nonetheless. So I, I wouldn't. That's all of us, Jason. I'm not right. judging. Yes. Well. So, uh, but but I wouldn't do it, and I I don't think the world in whole is ready for that. Um, 
but this is interesting. My brother said the other day, you know, this he kind of he's kind of one of these guys that think that this uh, this was this was all planned out in advance, maybe several years ago, and that very well could be. But he said this is what he said, and it kind of stuck in my mind. This was supposed to happen, but Donald Trump wasn't supposed to be the president. See, that's and that's a thing that I find so encouraging. Yeah, is it. it I, I told you personally, I don't know if I ever shared it on the air about uh, my thoughts about Donald Trump and what he represents to me personally. But before I try to diverge into any of that, um, and maybe we need to share that for another time, you, you finish your, your thought. Well, my thought is just this. What if we were going through all of this right now and Hillary was the president? What Eesh. a different world we would be living in. There might be blue UN helmets on the street. Yep. As we speak, I, I know that's yep. a far-fetched thought, but it, it can be because Hillary's not the president, and that, as Fred Rogers says, and that's okay, um, right? So, but but can you imagine what a different world we would be living in right now? All these governors that are restricting your freedom, can you imagine if Hillary was president? There there wouldn't be just you know like in New Mexico, you the gun shops are closed, you cannot go to a gun shop. Um, now you can, you can still buy ammunition at some stores like Walmart. My wife went down, bought me a hundred rounds of, of a 20 gauge shotgun the other day. I felt like a kid at Christmas. Um, <laughs> so, but you, you, can you imagine if Hillary was president, these governors would be unleashed. Hillary would be unleashed. There might be blue helmets on the street. There might be door to door talks. And I say talks because that uh, envelops a large scale of different possibilities. Rounding up people. Uh, if you got a temperature, hey, you might be getting on a bus to go to a, a care facility. Or Don't. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, it could happen. It could yeah. have happened. It could be what was meant to happen. But it's not because, you know, we're in a spot where Hillary's not the president. And I, I really think that was God's saving grace. I, and, and this, is, of course, is all speculation. It's a wild, far-fetched theory. And thank God that's all it has to be right now. So, right. But, yeah, so I, I don't know. I, I don't, we're seeing things that happen with Trump. Everybody's against him. He's not the greatest man in the world. But he, he is being attacked left, right, center, from behind, from underneath him, every which way, and he still comes out like a like a tank. Yeah, and and that's what you got to respect about the man, because there's other people like like for example, can you imagine um, if George Bush had lost the election and Al Gore was in office? Yeah, oh, yeah. When when nine when nine eleven took place, right? Yeah, nobody. That was something that that everybody, including Al Gore, was going, whew, dodge that one. Right. Yep. How are we doing on time? Oh, we're doing fine. We're doing fine. Okay. I'm keeping an eye on it. We're doing all okay. right. So. I, we, yeah, we started a little off the hour, and so my sense of time nope. is skewed. Well, see, I'm watching it on the recorder, so I know how long we've recorded, oh, and so everything. So we're, we're, yeah, I, I'm techie here, you know, so... Um, I'll be even more techie today when I'm rearranging the studio and unhooking cables and plugging stuff back up and everything. It'll be fun. Yeah, it'll be fun. I'm going to keep telling myself that. So, yeah. But uh, anyway. Kind of like, yeah. like staying at home. Yeah, it'll be fun. <laughs> Actually, I'm, I'm in the opposite the opposite situation I spend so much time out looking. Coming home is all I look forward to. Right. 
I wonder how many more people have learned to play guitar and ukulele and stuff like that <laughs> over the past month and a half. So I, I thought about Sarah and I, we, we bought ourselves ukuleles when we were dating. And I picked it up a little bit, but uh, maybe I'll get that thing out and start. I had one and wish I half wish I still had it, but I gave it did away. You give a, a, you gave I your, did. How, how could you give your ukulele away? I, I'll bet well, those things are worth some money now. <laughs> It was to my it was to my son, so Yeah. Oh well hey, then that's it's still in the house, right? Or not? No. No, okay. no, no, no. My my oldest. Okay. All right. Hey, um speaking of movies on uh Prime, I watched a good one last night. It was a documentary. You would have enjoyed this. Okay, when you Were there martial arts involved? Um Swords? I don't know. Do Aborigines have uh, their their style of fighting? Is that considered a martial art? Mm, Aborigines, maybe it yeah. depends on. They do have boomerangs. That's kind of like a star. Boomerangs, yes. Uh, okay. So, um, and I just gave you a big <laughs> hint of all the fictional characters. Who Quickly could? Down under. Who? No, no. Oh, before that, who would you say is the icon for survival? Sur- being a, a a great fictional survivalist. Fiction. Um, in what? era oh let's say 1600s oh uh <laughs> daniel boone well before that well okay before that oh 1600s the fi- uh, the, the fictional character yeah i'm gonna feel stupid okay after well, I don't well get let it. me tell you this the fictional character was based on a man that this happened oh. to in the 1800s swiss uh the uh close swiss family robinson you're close it wasn't a family it was a one man I know the, the uh, listeners are going. I know this one. I know Friday, this one. Friday, fr- uh, who's the guy with the Friday was Friday. the native. Yep. Yeah, and I can't. Why Robinson can't I think Caruso. The, Robinson Caruso. So Robinson Caruso was based on a man named William Buckley, who uh, I believe it was in the early 1800s was on a ship that was being sent to a penal colony from England to Australia, uh, somewhere near around Tasmania, and while he was there, it was the conditions were terrible he decided to escape him and two others well the two others conditions were so bad that after like about a week they decided to go back to the penal colony and uh, William Buckley said absolutely not you know so he finds himself wandering through the outback and he collapses on the grave of an aborigine and this grave was marked by the dead aborigine's spear so after he's able to get a little rest he gets up and he takes the spear and he's using it as a walking stick and he comes across these aborigines who, any other time, they would have killed him. But they saw him with their friend's spear, and they assumed that he was the living ghost of their friend. So they took him in and treated him like a god. Mm. And he learned their language, and he lived with them for like over 30 years. But anyway, you would have to watch the, the documentary to get the full gist of what happened and how he got back to England and everything. Great documentary fantastic show um and just just interesting a good thing to watch if you're on lockdown and you and you want to be grateful that you're on lockdown in your home with netflix and hulu prime and all that hulu and prime and all that uh give you something to think about being grateful for so but anyway yeah did you did you read robinson crusoe when you were a kid uh no no i I never got around to that one i I read some other ones as a teenager i read it three times so, um, good good book. It's, it'd make a great gift for a young teenager, by the way. I'll just throw that out there. 
make a great gift. Um, so what were the other ones you read that you remember reading? Oh goodness. There was, there was one, uh, I can't think of the name of it, but it was about, uh, the fellow that sailed around the world or uh, yeah, that was it. It was called sailing around the world alone. Oh, never heard of that. That was one. one that I liked. Yeah, that was, that was a good one. Actually. Was that based on a true story? Uh, I don't know. Okay. The, the, the way that it, the way that it played out, it could have been. Right. Um, because it was almost done like uh, log entries. Okay. So took a fair bit of day-to-day imagination to, uh, to to do that. Interesting. Hey, um, can I ask you a personal question? <laughs> it's kind of a personal question. I reserve the right to go silent. But... Okay, well, <laughs> no, the answer to this is either yes or no, and it would apply to everybody in the country. So it's, you know. Maybe. Did you get your stimulus money yet? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. All right. I I heard that there was a glitch that was keeping some people from getting that. So maybe or maybe not. We I was surprised this week. I opened up my bank account and there was commas in it. Um, I like commas. Yeah, I do too. I like lots of commas. So I've never had more than one comma, but I like commas. Well, actually, there was. I'm saying that jokingly. We had a comma in there before. I would love to have two commas in it. That would be great. Two commas is awesome. If if I had two commas in my bank account, you and I would not be talking right now like this. (laughs) Maybe later, like on a yacht or something. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but I opened it up and uh, lo and behold, there was uh, $2,400 there. And I had told Seth, um, because his condition, I I wasn't sure if we were going to apply to get, uh, be qualified to get $500 for him or not. And I had told him, yeah, if we don't get the 500, I think you're going to get the 1200. And so he got all excited and everything. Well, lo and behold, he didn't get it. And I got online and sure enough, he didn't meet the criteria. He fell right in the middle. And so he was like, he was really bummed out for a whole day. Um, And, you know, I'm against, I'll just say this, I'm against government bailouts and handouts. Totally against it. But in this case, I'll make an exception. (laughs) No, because the way I see it, it was money I was paying them anyway. So yeah, and when you look at the proportion to which our income taxes have gone up, yeah, and I and I understand some of that is justifiable. Uh, you know, when when they started doing taxes, we didn't have F thirty five air aircraft that needed to be funded. Uh, so so that's that's a different thing. But you know, our our income taxes have gone up like ten thousand times or more per capita. Right. And one there comes a point where one has to ask the question, particularly when our freedoms are being curtailed, um do I really want to fund my own captivity? Yeah. Ooh, that's a thought-provoking question. I'm going to pause here for a minute while I contemplate that. Yeah. So, yeah, you're right about that. So, yeah, do you feel like you've been I I know you've been out and about and busy. So you probably don't feel like you're in captivity, do you? Other other than what you feel around you from with other people, maybe? No, no, but it impacts me just as much, I think, but but differently. Mm-hmm. Because when I like last night, because I I've been essential services, and by the time I'm done working, um, the stores are closed, and I'm heading home. Right. Okay, so I haven't been able to do a lot of my own shopping last night. Um, the, the particular business that I did business with, uh, their server crashed. Uh huh. And so I, I ended up going, well, you know what? I needed to get some things anyways. It's before Walmart would normally close. So I went to, I went to Walmart and I kid you not, Jason, it looked like Bernie Sanders won the election. Right. Yeah. 
it looked like the the day after at a socialist in a socialist country um i i'll send you pictures uh i get it there's there was a a minuscule fraction of the shelf space that was occupied by certain products that were normally there like meat i'm looking at all this bare refrigerator shelf space and 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 eggs gone right you know and it was i'm like good heavens and i don't even have to go on about the tp but uh <laughs> that's just ridiculous um people are still still hoarding that i thought yeah, that would even, be over by now well yeah especially since you consider that uh that the whole thing came out because people were saying oh hey if you're stuck at home for that amount of time and 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 the particular symptoms of that virus are going to be right uh are, are going to put you in need yeah and it's like um, excuse me, it's respiratory, not digestive. Yeah. And we're still here. Now, there's there's certain ethnicities that, that use, uh, uh, that, that will wash themselves afterwards. Right. And, and they, and they, and they're accustomed to it. And, and they, they currently are laughing at us. <laughs> right. <laughs> that, that need our TP. They, they chuckle at us gently and, and, and with the, the understanding of a, uh, of a of a grandfather that went through the Great Depression, <laughs> right? Yes, <laughs> they're like, yeah, you kids will get used to it. It's all right. <laughs> yep. So, hey, at least gas is down. That's you know, what's it? What's it? What's the going rate where you live? Is it under a buck um, yet? Uh, well, in certain places, uh, under a dollar is not common here, but there's a couple of places I can point to and say that they are under a dollar. The, uh, closest to my house, um, there's. A gas station that has it for a dollar nine and has for a couple of weeks, huh? Um, and that's that's well below what other places are having. But you know, you go out and you'll see it for uh, probably on average around a dollar fifty, a dollar sixty. Okay. But by my house, it's a dollar nine. Okay. Well, in Albuquerque, um, well, I was trying to pull this up. I won't show. Uh, looks like in. No, it's not showing, but it's about anywhere from a dollar twenty to a dollar sixty here too. So I would like it to get lower. There's no doubt about that. Um, but it should have been lower a long time ago, my opinion. Yeah, I do yeah. like. But here's the thing: gas is. I feel like a teenager again. Gas is really cheap, and I'm I'm grounded. You know, so oh, no. <laughs> yeah, so. You know, we we joke about stuff. You got to joke about stuff like that. That's okay. Um, I'm still getting out. Sarah and I and Seth, we have decided we're, uh, you know, after we do this show, I got a little bit of stuff I got to do here at the house. But then we're getting in the car, and we are going to take a mountain drive. Um, just to get out, get a little, you know, uh, wind in our hair or whatever. And i tell you what I'm really looking forward to. My motorcycle, I, I called the motorcycle shop this week. And I thought, are they still doing repairs? Is that considered an essential service. And I got to thought, well, there's a lot of people, this is the West. Um, a motorcycle is their primary and sole uh, source of transportation, whether it be to work or the grocery store or whatever. Going to the grocery store with a family of two, uh, as I used to, is quite challenging on a motorcycle. Um, sometimes you got to take two or three trips, depending on how big your bags are. So yeah, it could be essential that motorcycle repair shop uh, would, would be open. 
So I called, and I was surprised they were. So I took my uh, bike down there to have them look at it. Of course, they're backed up. They can't even look at it for a couple of weeks. But uh, uh, so I'm kind of looking forward to getting that back because I got a long stretch of highway between my house and Carrizozo, New Mexico, about 50 miles of absolutely nothing that's kind of straight with beautiful scenery on the sides. On the west, you got desert, and on the right, you've got mountains. Um, so I'm kind of looking forward to getting that bike back and taking it up to about Carrizozo, getting some gas and riding back. That'll be fun. Um, I'm hoping before the end of the year, me and my good buddy Mitchell can get out there and uh, do something. Maybe go over to Hatch, New Mexico and get some of that great barbecue over there. But uh, yeah, anyway, so at least the gas is down. And hopefully by the time we get all released from you know our groundings, uh, that uh, the gas will still stay down a little bit. Maybe it will if it lasts. I understand that Trump bought out um, an entire um, stock of oil from the Middle East, and uh, they lowered their, their prices, thinking that that would uh, hurt our economy. And uh, they weren't expecting Trump to buy the whole thing, and he did, <laughs> which helped us immensely. That's, that's the way I was told, and it was understood to me. I don't know. So, Jim, what are your plans for the rest of the day? Well, I'm doing my essential services thing. Going to get out, try to earn, try to help some folk, and uh, yeah, try to keep a keep a good attitude and spread a little smile. Yep, sounds like a plan. Is it easier or harder to help people in general these days? Interesting yes, question. Of, uh, of course it is. Yeah. I, I, it, it, yes or no? Answer in the affirmative. Yeah. Or, yeah. Or, 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 I'm sorry, I said that wrong. Right or A or B? Answer in the affirmative. Right. Yeah. So I guess it depends on how you're helping them, you know, or or what you can do. You know, um, I don't know. People are leaving stuff at doorsteps for their neighbors and stuff. That's cool. You're all the time leaving stuff at neighbors' doorsteps. Uh, well, not just neighbors, but other people. That, you know. So. Uh, Interesting, interesting time. Who would have thought things like DoorDash and Uber Eats and Amazon Prime and uh, different services would be essential? I got to thinking about this the other day. What kind of businesses are no longer considered essential? Oh, what? that's a good one. Yeah, because some aspect of it, they're kind of essential. Now, I was even thinking real estate agents. Are they really essential? Yeah, kind of. I mean... People what still got to move. Um, what about uh, uh, so, uh, Secretary of State? Now, there, there's a there's a whole other topic there. What about what about these companies that clean and maintain swimming pools? Is that essential now? Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's a whole thing. You could look at things differently, I suppose. What if somebody has a swimming pool because it's part of their physical therapy? Huh. Oh, oh, yeah. I mean, you could take anything and and stretch it into something for somebody anyway that would be essential. So, that's like, um, I I had a friend up in Michigan. He was making a video. He was at Walmart, and he bought this little rug to put on his floor. And the manager came over. He he, he hadn't got up to the checkouts yet and said, you can't buy that. It's non-essential. He said, well, how are you to tell me that it's not essential? Because it's for my, I got hardwood floors, and I'm going to set it on the floor for my baby to sit on and crawl on. It's not essential. You can't buy it. He says, I'm taking this rug to the self-checkout, and I'm buying it. She said, if you take it up there, I'm calling the police. And sure enough, she stood back and called the police while he was ringing himself out. He got to his car and got in the car and left. He didn't even rush to do it before the police ever showed up, if they ever showed up. If I was a police officer, I would have laughed. 
at well, getting a call here in like Michigan, that. Here in Michigan, the, the sheriff's de- several sheriff's departments have uh, refused to enforce yeah, I've heard uh, that. some of Governor Whitmer's uh, mandates because they recognize that it is uh, – it, it It's a tragic overstep. And the thing about that is, is um, in other states where there has been that kind of uh, uh, overreach – the police departments and this is this is where i can justify it despite our previous right. spirited conversation is is that now that the doj has actually weighed in on this right and is holding police officers in certain states accountable uh, accountable for that stuff that now telling governor whitmer um no or, or whatever governor no this is an overreach uh yep. now there's a now there's an amount of legal precedent for it um to say no, you cannot require me to put myself in trouble with the G- DOJ. Right. And Jim, we are out of time right now. Maybe we can all pick right. up on this next time. I would like to thank you all for listening to this episode of the Biscuits and Gravy Show, the Lockdown Edition. <laughs> so, <laughs> don't forget to tip your food servers, the food delivery people. Um, be nice to somebody. Um, just make a friend if you can. Don't if you see somebody without a smile, give them yours. Yes, and uh, keep your governor alerts on, right, Jim? And that's what you were going to say, right? <laughs> your governor alerts, yeah. Your amber alerts, yes. The life you save may actually, uh, yeah. <laughs> when go- when the governor is done playing with it, may actually be the life of someone that you know and care and you about. Don't even have to wear a mask to do it. You all have a great day. God bless. We'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs>